Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. For those who do not know, this is a podcast I do here, and the second podcast that I actually do. My main podcast, Mod Chat, all one word, is a podcast where I come on, I typically talk about whatever new interesting things I find in the world of modding, video game console modding, video game modding in general, and report on them. It's not necessarily a news show, but some people do treat it as news, and if you want to, totally up to you, although it is something I do at least monthly. But my second podcast here, Mario's Minute, is where I come on here for an hour or two. Sometimes I have a guest on, sometimes I don't. I try to cycle it out between month to month, and I really just come on here and I talk about whatever the hell I want to. I used to do a lot more of this with my gameplay commentary type videos where I would just have some gameplay playing in the background and talk about whatever the hell I wanted to with what the topic was. Uh, but I've really kind of scaled that back to make it a little more personal in a monthly podcast here, which uh, it's one of those things where it doesn't get a ton of views. No, but I actually kind of like it that way because it's more tight knit in that regard. And the people who listen to these episodes of Mario's Minute really seem to listen to them and really seem to enjoy them. So. So it's always fun kind of having that uh, little, uh, just that, that, that little group of people that we got together who, you know, they really, really enjoy the show. And I appreciate you all for listening and checking it out and really enjoying it. Either way, it is available on a few different platforms. First of all, it is available in a video visual form in the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey channels. If you're wanting a cool-looking visualizer on my channel art, at least I think it's cool-looking, and if you're wanting it as an audio-only version so you can take it around and listen to it wherever the hell you want to, like an actual podcast, you can do that as well, too. Look up Mario's Minute on your favorite podcasting app, host, provider, platform, site, and you should hopefully be able to find it. I know it's not available on all of them, but it's available on most of them. Either way, getting into this here, this is going to be a solo episode. This is episode 72. It's been, wow, six years of Mario's Minute. Time has kind of flown in that regard because I've been doing one a month for the last six years at this point. But this episode is going to be a solo episode because last month was a really fun episode where I had Nick Moses 05 on and uh, we had a whole bunch of good discussion there. So if you're wanting to check out a good guest episode, the last one is pretty good to check out. But either way, we have a few topics that we're going to be covering here uh, with one of them here. You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about some uh, Switch-related stuff. So this is going to be a Switch that uh, I end up setting up for a purpose, and I'm one of those people... I like to, I I think you all can tell from the channel, I enjoy modding. Uh, I also like to mod with purpose as well, too. And I am one of those people, I am a giver when it comes to gifts. Uh, I'm a little odd with, like, taking gifts, especially as I've gotten older. And really, I, I think since I was, like, 16, since I was, like, working and making my own money, at that point, it was really just a thing of, I mean, if there's something that I want, I can just save up and pay for it myself. Uh, kind of liking to have that independence, you know? I don't have to rely on family members to get something for me like if I want a new video game boom I have a job I'm able to pay for the game whatever it is uh so I think in that regard I've always been like I've gotten more odd with accepting presents uh I'll still accept them to an extent uh although I will be honest there's been a few times I've gotten some presents where I'm like hey I can't take this and they're like no take I'm like nope I I, no I cannot take this and uh then it causes a little bit of a fight and I'm like nope Get, sorry, sorry, I, I don't care if you hate me a bit, I cannot in good conscience uh, take this here. <laughs> but uh, no, when it comes down to it, um, I on the flip side, I do love the uh, December holiday Christmas season overall just because uh, that means I get to give and I love giving to friends, family, acquaintances, um, and I just, I've always loved doing things like that. So I'm a giver when it comes to that. Uh, and part of it is with modding as well too, where it's uh, cool being able to, you know, put content out, help people out and uh, see the responses to it. And one of the best things that I've seen um, happen is, you know, let's say I work on something for a friend of mine the best thing they can do is just use it and enjoy it. Um, same with a family member. I work on some for them. Uh, best thing I could see them do is just use and enjoy it. My uh, younger brothers, for example, uh, they have a Wii that I gave them. I modded up and gave it to them 
wow, 12 years ago at this point, and uh, they still use that thing. And I was actually talking with them recently, and I said, that probably has to be the best return on investment I've ever gotten on a system, just with how little I paid and how much usage it's gotten. The Wii was $35 when I bought it from a pawn shop. So uh, that was real cool. But uh, recently, I got real happy because I was able to help them out where... Uh, they've played Project M before, but uh, one of my brothers was interested in other mods, and he was wanting some help getting another one set up. And he tried a bit, but he got a little bit overwhelmed with it. And then I actually found out, you know, hey, it's actually better that I helped because we had to upgrade the SD card in the Wii. Uh, it was a 2 gigabyte SD card, which was perfectly fine back in the day. Uh, but this mod alone was like 5 gigabytes, and you have to put the mod on the SD card. So I upgraded him to a 32 gigabyte micro SD card with a SD card adapter, and it should work fine uh but he ended up uh, well we ended up getting uh pmex uh, 0.95 installed uh which i don't know if that's the latest version at the time i am releasing this uh but i guess it is project m ex uh 0.95 uh which i looked at it and it is an incredibly well put together well polished super awesome smash bros brawl mod so uh, if anybody listening is wanting to play some modded brawl, uh, definitely give that a shot, I would say. Uh, but yeah, no, part of that has been, you know, some things I've done here. So there's been that. Uh, we're actually getting into... It's funny, I was going to talk about the Switch on here, and I still will, but I guess it's getting into other things that I've done. Uh, so I did that, you know, we end up working on that. And it's funny because he actually ended up bringing me to the finish line because I was trying to get the mod set up and install and everything, and I did. And then I couldn't get it running on our USB loader. And he said, well, actually, I saw in a video that you have to do it through the Homebrew channel. So we went through the Homebrew channel. He said, oh, that's the app. And we did it. And I was so happy when I saw PMEX come up. So uh, that was cool. Just, you know, see him, like, really enjoy it. See something that he saw online that he wanted to give a shot. And then him actually enjoying it in real time was really, really awesome. Uh, another thing I'd helped out my uh, younger brothers on was pretty recently as well, too. Uh, what was the thing that happened? Yeah, it was uh, Minecraft-related. So something you got to know with me is that uh, I don't I don't mess with Minecraft. I don't. I don't have anything against it. But um, I some people say, oh, it's just, you know, it's just Legos. It's the same thing as Legos. Man, I was never good at Legos. Um, so I was never really good at Minecraft. I have not been able to find an enjoyment in minecraft i can see the appeal of it i can see why people enjoy it but quite literally when i put the game on i fall asleep it is just especially because i it is so open-ended there's not really a point to it that i see at least uh, and then when i'm playing it it's just the music is so relaxing and everything too uh quite literally i've i've had people like they've put it in front of me i'm playing with them Within 30 minutes, I'm falling asleep. Like, as in, like, I am, like, nodding off with the controller in my hand. Like, that game puts me to bed. Uh, but my brothers have always loved Minecraft. And uh, they've been playing it since the Xbox 360. They had the 360 edition. And uh, they mostly played on a modified RJTAC system that I built up for them. Which, I still have the video on the channel. I have, I think, one or two videos about it where it was a custom Sonic the Hedgehog-themed uh, RJ tag that I end up building out for them, which still works perfectly fine to this day, all these years later. I think I built that thing in 2013, 2014, something like that. I think that sounds about right. I think it was actually 2013, so that's even, you know, 10 year old system still working flawlessly. The mod, there's never been an issue with it. We've been all good there. Uh, but they played Minecraft on there a lot. And their system was popular with their friends because I ended up getting a bunch of modded saves online and like really cool saves and I re-signed them to their profile on the Xbox like years ago and they'd been playing off those. So now my brothers are at the point where they're feeling a little bit nostalgic and Minecraft, I guess, it's, if I butcher some of this, first of all, apologies. Second, you gotta realize I am, I'm the old man here. I don't do the Minecraft thing. So I guess... There's now a new version of Minecraft, which is just Bedrock, like Minecraft Bedrock, which is just called Minecraft. Like, if you go and you go to the App Store and just look up Minecraft, it is going to be Bedrock. And Bedrock is across all the different devices. It's it's just ubiquitous all across the platforms. It's the same engine. So you no longer have the differences of, like, Xbox One Edition, Xbox 360 Edition, Java Edition, um, all of that. So what ended up happening was... My brothers were playing on the 360 edition, 
and they asked me, hey, is there a way that I can get the saves from the Xbox 360 onto PC? Because we want to play the world that we worked on for like tens or even hundreds of hours when we were kids. And I said, yeah, um, <coughs> excuse me, still getting over a little bit of a sickness, I should actually say in the midst of that. Um, yeah, I had a sinus infection. I'm doing better now, but uh, still still have like 1% of the way to go. So there'll be maybe some coughs here and there. Uh, but yeah, what ended up happening was uh, they asked me about it, and I said, yeah, I, I know what to do, essentially. So this was the whole process of it, right? So the process here is that they had a RJTAG Xbox 360, and they have a Xbox Series X, and they have, you know, the PlayStation 5, they got PC, they got all that. But the main thing was, their goal was they wanted to take their 360 saves and play them on PC, so this was like a week-long process because I had to educate myself a little bit. And at first, I'm like, okay, you know what? We just re-signed the profiles. Cool. All good. So what ended up happening was uh, I ended up um, – I found the Minecraft disc that I had just in case we didn't have it available. And I brought it with me when I was visiting my brothers. And they had their modded 360, but there was still a stock Xbox 360 that was mine that I used to play online with when I would visit. So thankfully, I was able to dig that up, and we had to work on two 360s, and then I had a USB drive. And essentially, what I had to do was, this was the easiest part of everything, right? Uh, and this was the part that I knew. And I was like, guys, I can do this part, and then the rest, you're kind of going to have to guide me through it, because I don't do Minecraft. So what happened was, I took their profiles, um, their like offline profiles from the RJ tag, put them on this USB drive, we found maybe about a dozen maps that they had wanted, so I copied the maps onto their, and I guess their worlds, but I copied their worlds onto the USB drive as these saves, and then the next step was they have actual Xbox Live profiles. Now, these Live profiles, funny enough, had never touched an Xbox 360, so I had to dig up the stock 360, connected it to Xbox Live, made sure it updated, and then I downloaded both of their live profiles onto there, then put the live profiles onto the USB drive. Then I took the USB drive, had to hook it up to a computer, fire up Horizon, and from there I was able to take the saves and then re-sign the saves to each of their profiles. So we had pretty much triple the saves because there was about you know 12 saves initially, and then we tripled it up. So there was going to be 36 that we were working with because I decided to re-sign them to both of their profiles. At that point, then, I took the USB drive, took it back over to the consoles, put the modded profile onto the modded system, put the stock profiles, the live ones, with the new saves back onto the stock system. And at that point, then, we fired up Minecraft Xbox 360 edition on the stock Xbox 360. Uh, it has a feature. You can only do it with a time where you can go in, you can find a world, and then you can upload that to the Xbox One edition. So you have to go in there, you have to find the save, and only pick one at a time because you have to upload, and then you have to go to the Xbox One, you have to download. So that's what happened. On each of their profiles, we took one save they wanted, we uploaded it, that was it. Turn off the 360. Then we went over to the Xbox Series X. We fire up Minecraft, and we cannot find the worlds. Uh, now there's an option where you can like look for your old worlds, and we did that, could not find them either. So then we end up looking a little further, and that's when I found out that there's a difference with all of these. There's the 360 edition, obviously, that's what we're working with. There's Minecraft on Xbox Series X and Xbox One, but there's Minecraft Xbox One edition, which is an entirely separate edition. And to add insult to injury, uh... About a month before we had done all of this, they delisted the Minecraft Xbox One edition. And if we were in a rush, we couldn't even download a digital, like buy a digital code because all digital codes for the Minecraft Xbox One edition had been converted to Minecraft codes. So Minecraft Bedrock. So I said, well, our only option here, which thankfully you have a Series X, our only option is to purchase a third-party used version of Minecraft Xbox One Edition and hope that they did not mix it up. Because there's also two physicals of Minecraft. There is Minecraft, which is the Bedrock version, and there's Minecraft Xbox One Edition. 
and sometimes they get mixed up. So I went on and like kind of time was of the essence. So I had to pay a little bit of an inflated price, but I paid like 25 bucks, like dollars for this disc from Amazon. I said, I don't even care about the condition really. We just need it here. Like within the next few days. Um, so we end up getting it. Thankfully I got the package, ripped it open. It wasn't in great condition, but it was exactly what we needed, which was the Minecraft Xbox one edition. So from there we had to boot up Minecraft Xbox One Edition, you then have to download the Xbox 360 world that you had uploaded. And once it downloads, you then have to convert it to work on the Xbox One Edition, which it should then work at that point. Then you have to go to another app. Like I said, you have to go to... Once you do all that, so we kind of had to do the back and forth, we had to do one profile at a time. So just one, one at a time, you quite literally have to jump to the Xbox One Edition... Uh, Xbox 360 edition, excuse me, upload a map, go to Xbox One edition, download that map, then go 360, upload another map, go to one, download another map. So we had to do that 24 times because we had to do it across two accounts. Once we had all of them downloaded, at that point, you have to exit out of the Xbox One edition, then go into Minecraft, just Minecraft itself, like Bedrock. And from there, you can go down and you can go to like migrate old worlds and when you do that you then have to convert every single world from the xbox one edition to the bedrock edition and then once those are all converted we were good like they were happy they were able to see their maps on the xbox series x so at that point this is when i didn't know about this right at that point i was like cool all right next step uh, well, these are, since it's all Xbox Live, these are live profiles, so now you can sign in with that same profile. Logically, you should be able to fire up Minecraft since it's the same engine, because Minecraft Bedrock is on everything now. Logically, you should be able to go there, and you should be able to fire up with your same profile on the PC and download your worlds. No. They're both really confused. They're like, wait, these worlds are different. Like, the worlds on the Xbox are different than the worlds on PC. What's going on? And there was no way to cleanly import them. In that regard so then we had to look it up even further and then there was something that was realms which i remember this being a big deal and if i remember correctly minecraft custom servers used to be a huge thing and realms essentially killed off custom minecraft servers to my understanding that's a very like short and sweet version maybe someone can correct me in the comments uh but the difference is with minecraft servers those are people who are building and maintaining and running them themselves uh with realms it's all up in the cloud it is all handled by mojang or microsoft however you want to say it there uh, so it's all handled by them. It's not going to be a random person who is running a server off of their Raspberry Pi. No, it's all cloud-based now. Uh, the thing is, though, you have to pay for it. So we looked up that in order to transfer those worlds between platforms now, because we have them on Minecraft Bedrock, but in order to play them between Xbox Series and like play, play them on like Xbox Series or PS5 or uh, Switch, I guess, or PC, the main goal here was PC, you then have to convert those worlds into realms. In order to do that, you have to pay for the realms pass, which I can't remember how much it was, but they do offer a 30-day free trial of realms pass. So really, we only needed them on one account at that point. We needed them on one of the brother's accounts, and he said, you know, it's fine. The other one can just join me. It's all good. So at that point, then, he had to do the free trial of the Realms Pass. Then he only wanted to import, like, two worlds. And I said, no, dude, we did all this work. You have a limited amount of time with this. Just do all 12 of them. Because I don't want you to let this thing expire, and then afterwards you say, oh, crap, there was three more worlds that I wanted. No, just do all 12 of them right now. So at that point, he set up the Realms Pass. He then took every world, converted every world into a realm, and at that point, they were then able to play their old worlds that they had on the 360 edition on PC. And that was really cool to see. It was funny, and this, this might hurt some people listening, but I told one of my best friends about that. And he was just like, wow, uh, I am props to you for doing that. I am so happy I didn't have to do that because all of my worlds got corrupted. And I was like, wait, what? Are you serious? 
He said, yeah, man, all my worlds got corrupted because we just like, we modded them really heavily and then we overloaded them so much that there was like an update or something and just all of our worlds got corrupted. So we just had to start all over. So we don't have any old worlds that we have to convert. Uh, the interesting thing was too, then they were like going through the worlds as realms and they were seeing the differences. And there was a lot of textures that were corrupted or had changed. Things didn't work properly. There were some things that they were wanting to do that they couldn't on 360 edition. Although one downside is that they had these like little games in their worlds that they had created. And they had signs all over. They had all the text that kind of described what to do in game. And unfortunately, because of the conversion process, all of the text across all their signs got wiped. So my brothers were kind of trying to jog their memory, but they're like, yeah, unfortunately, it's just like, we don't know what this is. We have to go back to the 360 version and reference what it says there because none of this, these are all just blank signs. There's nothing on here. Uh, so, you know, at least there's that. But I said, hey, you know what, guys, you still have your original saves. You have them across two consoles now. I think we're good at this point. Uh, yeah, they're on different platforms. So it was still really cool to see that. And they were super happy with it overall. So, really awesome to see. Excuse me, just had to take some uh, a drink of water there. So, I guess uh, another modding-related story in that regard was, uh, this is actually what I was going to start with, and then it just ended up turning into, you know, what I did for my brothers. So, this other one was also someone with, uh, this was for someone near dear to me. Uh, this was for my girlfriend. So, uh, this is a little uh, modding thing that I got to do, and I guess it was more in regard to just the extra system I had. So... I love the Switch. Uh, I don't cover it all too much on here because uh, I kind of like having my channel and I know that uh, a lot of Switch videos do get taken down. Uh, so I've been very careful about what I cover, what I upload and stuff in regards to the Switch. However, uh, I have worked on several Switches and uh, I've even done, you know, internal mods on them and those have been really fun to do. And I've been able to really like, it's been good to bump up my soldering skill set and everything on there. So it's been really awesome to do that. Uh, however, I had a, I have a few Switches that I have. Uh, I only have one of them is stock, which is my OLED. Uh, but my girlfriend, for example, she has a pink Switch Lite that she absolutely loves uh, that's been modded up. Now, she has that, and I've had a couple that I've worked with here. Um, I have a uh, version 1 Switch, like an original unpatched model that's been modified, and that's the main modded one that I use. But at one point, I realized I have so many accessories uh, that I could pretty much have another Switch available. So I ended up purchasing a version 2 tablet-only Switch. It was a tablet-only. It was in great condition, had a uh, glass screen protector already on it, and it was $100. So good deal on that because I was like, you know what? I got docks. I got chargers, a uh, micro SD card. I can throw one in. It already has a screen protector on it. That's an added bonus. And uh, I got Joy-Cons. So I can fashion up a whole other Switch here. I just need a tablet. So I got that. And then it was a version 2 model, which is actually what I wanted because I wanted the Mariko chipset for the cooler, uh, you know, the, the cooler internals and the better battery life. Uh, once I did that, uh, I ended up modifying it up. But then the thing was, because I already had everything on my version 1 switch and I was really happy with that and I use it, and I don't use it extensively enough where the battery life bugs me on it. So I kind of had this nice, like, pristine looking, like, version two like this mariko modified switch that i was like well man i i don't want to get rid of it but there's also nothing really for me to do with it like i didn't even have any games installed on it so i was like well i mean it all works but it's just kind of sitting here and it's just you know kind of sitting in the dock on my desk here at one point though uh my girlfriend and i were talking and she had asked because she sees me do ring fit and she said, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to work out a little more and um, I want to do Ring Fit. And I, I'm not sure if there's like any other exercise games that are on the Switch. So I realized that, wait a minute, um, we can't, I mean, it's possible, but she can't really do it as easily on the Switch Lite because the Switch Lite, I mean, it doesn't have a kickstand on it. It's a smaller screen. Uh, plus, it's designed for handheld usage, uh, not portable usage so much just having it as a handheld system so i looked into it and i said well wait a minute hold on hold on hold on uh 
you have the switch light, the light might not be as conductive for this here. Uh, I got my OLED, which typically I'm the one who's using that and I bring it around all over the place. So I can't just really like leave it here. But I have this other switch, this Mariko switch that is pretty much just begging to be used at this point. And we, we just need, it needs a use case assigned to it for its usage is what I'm saying. So what I ended up doing uh, was I ended up tailoring that system to be the dedicated workout switch uh, where I end up putting like a cute theme on there. Uh, then, you know, I had some of my workout games that I put on and uh, then there were some other games that she wanted as well too. Uh, so end up getting those as well. Just uh, there was like some yoga games that we bought and stuff. And uh, there was a few others that were available. Uh, but once I end up getting that, I pretty much, I only put workout and physical related games on that. Uh, there's no fun games on there is what I'm saying. Like, Hey, you can have fun with working out, but you're not going to find anything. I think the closest we have to like a fun game is like Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo Olympics. And I got that one because like I looked into it and I was like, Oh wow, there's actually like some physical stuff here. Uh, but then we played it and a lot of it was kind of like reminders, of, like some of the, uh, early like Wii games, like you might find in like Wii sports or something. Uh, and it was, it was fun. It was actually a really fun game. I her and I played it together and we were laughing a bunch and I was like, wow, I'm actually surprised this game is not crap. Like, this game is actually not bad. This is actually a fun game to play. But there were several games that she wanted, which we ended up getting, and she's been playing, and it's uh, it's been good. It's been posted up in the living room, and typically the only time I really pull it out is uh, when I am using my own Switch for my own Ring Fit adventure and save and everything, and I just put that one back, but I have a dedicated set of Joy-Cons to that. Uh, she's been super happy with it, and I've been super happy because, one, I've been playing a little bit of it with her as well, too, but the other thing is, it's like, hey, this Switch finally has a purpose, because I'm like, you know, it. there's nothing wrong with it, I just don't have a reason to assign to usage on here, but now it does, and, uh, it is now called the Swoley Switch, so... <laughs> That is that is the whole story of the Swoley Switch that I can provide on here. And uh it's been hap it's it's been fun being able to do that and seeing uh, you know, just someone get usage out of it. Now, something that's been less fun I want to talk about has been a recent update that uh PlayStation ended up announcing here that was a little bit of a reckoning and kind of a reminder to a lot of people that in this day of digital downloads and digital convenience, um, you will own nothing and you will like it. Now, I'm just reading this directly from uh, the PlayStation legal page for PS video content, and it says legal update notice. And I'm going to read this verbatim. Discovery entitlements affected titles. As of 31 December 2023, due to our content licensing agreements with content providers, you will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content and the content will be removed from your video library. We sincerely thank you for your continued support. Thank you, PlayStation Store. And there's a giant list of shows here. And I'm not going to read off all of it because I don't want to read off all this here. Uh, but I'm just going to scroll a little bit. There's uh, A Crime to Remember Seasons 1 through 5, uh, American Chopper Seasons 10, 3, and 4. I'm not making that up there. It's just those odd seasons. Um, Hardcore Heroes Season 1. Uh, Missions That Changed the War Seasons 1 through 4. Uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America Seasons 1 through 3. Uh, Sin City ER Season 1. Uh, Sister Wives Seasons 1 through 12, it seems. Uh, what was it? Son of Sam, The Hunt for the Killer. For a Killer Season 1. Uh, Twisted Tales of My 9 to 5 Season 1. Uh, Whale Wars, Seasons 1 through 6, and also a Season 0, it seems, and uh, Yukon Men, Seasons 1 through 7. Now, these are not just the only ones, so if you're listening to that and you're like, oh, okay, these are these are shows I don't care about. No, 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 there's actually, there's a huge list of titles here, uh, but those are just ones I was grabbing through scrolling on this. This is really big. Um, this is quite big here, because... It kind of goes against a lot of what people have tried to say in regards to digital ownership, and it kind of just confirms, and yeah, I guess you could say it confirms a lot of what people have been doing kind of going back to, uh, where in the last few years, I've seen people who are 
almost re-experiencing physical ownership for the first time where they're buying games physically they are buying movies physically they're buying music physically because they're realizing oh you know there's something nice to having these tangible items here plus i'm kind of getting tired of my favorite shows my favorite movies even games being delisted um i believe the Walking Dead games, for example, like the Telltale games, uh, those were delisted at one point. I'm not 100% sure if they're back. Even newer games, like uh, not Undertale, but the uh, newer one, Deltarune, you'll run into stuff like that one released. It was a free demo. It ended up releasing. It was Deltarune Volume 1. And at one point, something happened. And it was a few weeks after it released. So a new game, a few weeks after it released, it was delisted from the Nintendo eShop for several days. I don't know exactly what happened, and then it got put back up, and it's been okay, but these things do happen here. However, people try to say, well, it's convenient on here. Well, uh, maybe I'm not going to care about this in the future. Uh, well, if if I buy something, I'm still able to access it. So even if they delist it, uh, I'm still able to download it, which is what a lot of these companies have said. They said, hey, once you purchase a license... And that's all it is. It's a license. Once you purchase a license, even if we delist the content, you can always go back in. If you purchased a game on PlayStation 4 that's been delisted, as long as you have access to a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5, I guess, you can get that console online and you can use that same account. You can always re-download that content because you are always entitled to it. This goes against that here because they're straight up saying uh, verbatim here. You will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content, and the content will be removed from your video library. And what's worse is they're going the same route that Xbox did with the original Xbox Live uh, Xbox Live Arcade on the original Xbox. They're not going to give you a refund on that. They're not going to give you a substitute. Uh, if you bought a game on the original Xbox Live Arcade, if you paid $5, $10 for a game... You cannot access that game right now. Uh, you can't fire up a 360. Even if you have that same account, you can't fire up a 360 and get the equivalent of it. You can't fire up a Series X and get the equivalent of it. You can't even fire up an original Xbox and connect it to Xbox Live because the original Xbox Live has been deprecated. That content is gone. That license that you have is no longer valid. That money is gone. And the same thing is happening here in real time with all this discovery content where Anything that you have purchased that is on this list, it's not that it's going to be delisted, it's that it's going to be taken away from you, and you will no longer have access to it, even if you have the same console that you bought it on with the same account, with the same entitlements, you will no longer be able to access that. Even if you take it, you hook it up online, even if you no longer, if you choose not to delete that content off of your console, like let's say it was something that you downloaded, after once 2024 hits if you have that content on your system and you have all the entitlements on there doesn't matter it's been taken away and you're not going to be refunded for this either i'm i can't really say i'm upset i'm i'm not going to be upset i'm not angry i'm not screaming or anything i'm more just saying this is what people have, people like me who tout physical media, who talk about this stuff, who also believe in, hey, when you have a game, when you purchase a game, that should be your game there and believe in, you know, modifying your system, backing up your data and everything. Uh, this is a big reason why right here, because this can happen. Just, hey, it's discovery content right now. In a year, it could be games easily. Uh, even the physical titles on there, you know, there's physical titles they can be blocked from booting on a system uh, if it's online or past a certain update. We have seen that. I believe this is a little bit of an odd one, but I believe um, Fortnite, and I'm not talking Fortnite Battle Royale, I'm talking the original disc-based Fortnite for PS4, which you gotta look it up, it is a different game. Fortnite, I think it's called Fortnite Save the World. Fortnite Save the World is different than the Fortnite we know today, which is technically Fortnite Battle Royale. But Fortnite Save the World, from what I gather, if you have that disc, you cannot use it properly on a PlayStation 5. If you try it on a PlayStation 5, you end up getting Fortnite Battle Royale. You cannot access that content that is on there. You need a PlayStation 4 for that. There's still a small, small list of games 
for PlayStation 4 that do not work on PlayStation 5, including one of them being PT, for example, the playable teaser, the Silent Hills demo. Uh, that one was also egregious because we're going to go back a little bit here. That was actually removed from playing on the PlayStation 5 prior to the system even launching. There were people who got review units of the PlayStation 5. They had accounts with PT on them. They were able to transfer their account with the PT content over to the PlayStation 5, and they were able to play it. And then once word got out that it was playing on PS5, Sony went in and they disabled it for booting on there. And I believe there was one publication they reached out for comment on there, and Sony, they gave very much a legalese answer, but their response was essentially, we did not choose to prevent this game from booting. We did so to comply with a request from the publisher of the game. Read between the lines right there. Konami did not want it booting on PS5, even though it was proved to work on PlayStation 5. And that was before the system even launched. So if you went out and you bought a system launch day, connected it online to get your PlayStation Network account, it was too late. You weren't able to play PT properly on there. That is even a more egregious example because it's one of those examples there where, like I said, and people will point to this, they will say, if you have a digital game, if, if you have a digital game that's been delisted, as long as you have access to the console and the account, you can always go into your download history and re-download it. PT, you cannot do that. If you have a PlayStation 4, you connect to online, you have the account with PT on there, if you try to go there, it will not allow you to download the game. You have to go to, and I've covered a video, you have to do a workaround where you essentially launch a proxy server and you proxy your console through your computer, through this proxy server to access and re-download that content. And it will work, but if you don't have access to that, you can have the entitlement, the license and everything, and it's it's not going to work. It, you won't be able to even download it at that point. And some of the people don't talk about too much, which I've talked about a few times here on, I, I, I think on episode tomorrow's minute here, is that sometimes those systems don't work either. They, they really don't. Sometimes that is also an issue. There's been times I've gone on my Xbox 360. I've gone into my account, which I've had since 2007. I go through the download history. There's so many items on there. I cannot re-download. It just, it shows up as like not available or something. And even there's content that I try to download, I can clearly see what it is. And when I try to download it, it fails to download. So that argument really doesn't hold up either. Because sure, legally on paper, yeah, if you have access to that account, you can always re-download it. If you have access to the console with the account, you can re-download it. But in reality, I've seen it. I've experienced it. That is not always the case. Many times more, more so than often, it's going to fail out on you. I don't have too much else to say on this, really. I, I've said my piece on there. Am I against it? Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of just... Um, We've been telling you so in this regard here. So welcome to the uh, upcoming all digital future where you where you will own nothing and you will like it. <laughs> um, I did want to talk about a. You know, what? yeah, let, let's go ahead and talk about this real quick. Uh, this is something I shared on Twitter. I'm not calling it by its new name, but this is something I shared briefly on Twitter. And this was for this is a little bit of a IT story here, right? Uh, this is for someone who I helped out. And a few years ago, uh, some people who've been listening to the channel a few years ago, uh, you might remember, well, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, where I was helping to TNR a lot of feral cats that were in the area, where you end up uh, trapping them, like just feral cats around you, trap them, you neuter them, and then you release them back into the area. Um, a lot of times those feral cats cannot be socialized properly. It's better to return them that way and then that way as well too. Uh, they're going to calm down quite a bit and they're not just like overpopulating the area, but they can still, you know, kind of control the ecosystem and just, you know, eat up the extra mice and everything and extra critters that are going to be bothersome. So, uh, they're not enemies, they're friends, but we don't want too many friends around if you know what I mean. <laughs> so one person who had really helped me out with this, uh, was one woman who, uh, she was just kind of just a master cat trapper, essentially. Uh, now, she had been kind of like setting up her own business in regards to this as well, too. And what happened was uh, she found out I was in IT, so she was asking me some questions. And I actually ended up donating a computer to her. 
and she was asking about the specs on it and she asked how much I wanted for it. And I said, honestly, um, for what you're doing, I can't charge you. Um, I'm just going to give it to you for free. The only downside is you have to bring your own accessories. Like it has licensed windows on there. It's only a desktop. It works. I'll set it up with some basic software for you, but you got to bring your own keyboards, mice, um, webcam, monitors, cables, all of that. But I'll give you the desktop for free. And she was so happy about it. So what ended up happening was, unfortunately, and I'm sure people can run into this and they attest to this here. Unfortunately, I ended up kind of becoming her go-to IT person. And she also wasn't necessarily the best when it came to IT-related things. Like, she was the type of person, she wanted to get a printer up and running. So I walked her through installing the drivers for this printer. And then what happened? She ended up installing some adware. So I walked her through uninstalling that and fixing that up. And there's been times she's wanted me to help out with a few things. And if I have time, I do on there. Uh, but what ended up happening was at one point, this just a little brief, uh, maybe a year or so ago, she ended up messaging me about something that was in regards to this, um, I, th this same computer. And it actually might have been in regards to the drivers. What she was running into was she was running into issues with the installation. And then when I told her, hey, uninstall this software, she sent me a screenshot of her control panel in the uninstall section. And she hit me with this. And I'm going to say, hey, as someone who works in tech, I took this one personally and I was offended. So she shows me everything. And I said, hey, uh, you have McAfee uh, antivirus on there. Uh, you definitely do not want that. You should definitely remove that. Because I set her up with uh, just the default of what Windows 10 had, which was, I guess, Windows Defender. Um, it, it It's good. It, it auto-updates. It runs in the background. As long as you keep it auto-update, it sits there. It does its job. It's fine. Uh, the only thing that really defeats it that I've seen is something really sophisticated or people like this. <laughs> Putting it politely. Uh, but what ended up happening was I saw that she had McAfee installed. And I said, please, you should do yourself a favor and uninstall it. And she said, well, I don't I don't know what that is. I said, well, it's an antivirus, but you don't need that because I set you up with Microsoft Defender or Windows Defender. You don't need any other antivirus. You should be okay. And she said, well, I didn't install it. And I said, well, I didn't install it either. And she said, she hit me with this. This is what I was offended by. She essentially said... Well, all I know is that I didn't install it, and you were the last one to touch this computer. And man, I'll, I'll tell you, I was, I took that one personally, because the timestamp showed too, like, let's say I gave her the computer in like, June, right? That was the last time I ever physically touched the computer, or even did anything remote, because I never remoted in it. Whenever I help her with something, I tell her what to do. But you could see the timestamp was clearly like she had installed this eight months after I even touched the computer. <laughs> so it didn't track. But she hit me with that logic, which was, and, and man, I dislike it when people do that. Uh, when people essentially say, well, you broke this thing because clearly it was working before, but you were the last person to touch this aside from me, and therefore you're the one who broke it. Even though you might be the person who touched whatever that was three months ago, and whatever this is ended up breaking yesterday. Uh, we worked through the rest of it there, but I think, I think the last thing that ended up really coming from that was, I don't remember what it was, but there was something that I helped her out with. Um, she asked, Hey, how do you do this? I gave her the instructions on it. And she had messaged me at one point and said something like, Hey, look, so, uh, I'm going to be honest. She hits me up months later. She's like, I'm going to be honest. All that stuff you asked me to do. I didn't do any of it. Uh, because, uh, I just haven't really had the time or the bandwidth to, and I just haven't really had the, uh, the mental capacity to do so. Uh, so I'm actually in your area. Uh, how about this? Uh, could I like bring this computer over to you and, uh, you do whatever you need to, like the thing that you told me to do and, uh, I'll buy you a beer. And I essentially told her, uh, politely, no, uh, I'm sorry to hear you've been going through stuff and you've been busy. I've also been going through stuff and been busy. I gave you the instructions on what to do, and although I appreciate your offer of a beer, I actually do not drink alcohol, so I'm going to have to turn you down for that as well, too. <laughs> uh, but man, I, oof. When, when you're accusing someone of installing McAfee at that point, uh, you're offending them. I'll say that. 
So there's a few game store stories I want to share here. Uh, I have a few available, and uh, for anyone who does not know, I like to share these in the uh, solo episodes that I do typically. Uh, For some backstory here, back when I was in high school from uh, ages 16 to 18, uh, for about two and a half years, I worked at a local like mom-pop video game store. Uh, Now, it's been out of commission for several years. They're no longer around. And it was the first like job job that I had, but it was the best and worst job at the same time. It was was good because it was like I liked the people uh, that I worked with. I liked the job itself. It was real fun doing that. But at the same time, it was a retail job. It was a service job. Uh, and you kind of get a little bit of a disdain for the general public when you're there. Also, looking back now, I realized that when I was really tired and miserable at times, I'm definitely an introvert. So there's there's definitely that as well, too. Uh, however, uh, definitely good learning experience. And I recommend that anybody uh, needs to work a retail or a service job of some kind. You just you need to do that to really just have some appreciation for the craft, uh, have some appreciation for workers out there. Uh, But either way, I worked there from 2009 to 2011, so it was in the midst of the uh, 7th generation of game systems. We're talking the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii. Uh, And there's a few stories here, one of them being uh, about the Xbox 360 Slim. And I'm not 100% sure if I ever told this story, so it might be a repeat here, and that's why I have a few others. At one point, this one, the 360 Slim had like just come out, and I don't think any of us had even seen it yet, but we were excited about it. And there was one guy who came in, we're talking about it, and uh, he asked if we had the Slim, and we said no. He's like, oh, I, I got a Slim, actually. We're like, oh, cool, how is it? And he was like, I mean, it's it's fine, like, it, sure, it's, it's cool, Um, it's a smaller system, Uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as the Xbox 360 I had, so there's no big difference there. Um, the, the problem is, my cats keep turning it on, and we kind of laughed about it, and he's like, no, 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 like... The problem is the old system had buttons, and the new system has those, like, touch sensors, and my cats realized that they can just paw at the sensors or turn them on. So the problem I'm running into now is that my cats will go to the system when I'm not using it and turn it on, and then they lay on top of it for the warmth. (laughs) So I'm not sure if that guy Slim ended up surviving for very long. I wouldn't be surprised if that got the red dot of death, but... That was the first slim story that I heard about there that did not involve any kind of weight loss. Uh, Another one here, this was, I remember, I appreciated when parents did this because, like I said, you... I would recommend anybody work a retail or service job of some kind just to really kind of like tough themselves up. And also afterwards, you end up getting respect for people in those positions, for cashiers or anybody doing that. Uh, So there was this mom who uh, we ran into this. There'd be, you know, parents who they're bringing their kids in. They're kind of teaching them, you know, hey, this is how you do a transaction and just things like that. We were always happy to help out. And I really appreciated the mom for doing this. At one point, uh, there was a mom, she brought in two of her kids, and there was a little boy who was, you know, the one who was purchasing a game. I don't even remember what game it was, but he was purchasing a game, and uh, she brings it up, and I said, cool, yeah, I'll go ahead and get this. So I take the game case, I scan it in, I say, okay, after tax, it's going to be this much money, let me go ahead and find the disc. And this kid, he has a $20 bill in his hand, and he just like, tosses it he doesn't throw but he just tossed it onto the counter and his mom very sternly she like raised her voice and she said no no you do not do that and she took the 20 dollars off the counter she said you do not do that there you do not do this this man is being nice to you he is serving you you present him the money you do not just throw it at him so then we did it again and i'm just like okay well after tax it'll be this much and then she made the kid like i I put my hand out and she made the kid gently and politely you know give me the money put it in my hand i said thank you and then you know i put it in the cash register gave him the change and all that he was happy uh but i appreciate parents like that is what i'm saying it was always nice to you know see that humanity wasn't completely borked at that point the last one here uh kind of a secondhand story i guess Uh, This was in regards to uh, a job application. So because we were a game store, we always had people asking, hey, are you all hiring? Hey, are you all hiring? And at one point, we decided to have job applications. And 
maybe shouldn't have even done this, right? But you know, it's too late at this point because, hey, I wasn't doing it. It was my manager who did it. So my manager was just like, oh, oh, wait, let's look at the job applications because we had a lot of them that were filled out. So he goes and he grabs a stack of job applications that are filled out and we start like looking through them. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy. Oh, I remember this person. I remember this person. Oh, my God, this person didn't do this. This person did this. This person said this. Realistically, probably something we shouldn't have been going through. We shouldn't have been doing. But you know what? This was 13, almost 14 years ago. Can't really say anything about it now. And again, it was my manager doing it. It wasn't me. But I was partaking because my manager was doing this here. <laughs> but then we get to one person and my manager just lights up. He's like, oh, my God, I remember this guy. I remember this guy. I'm like, what, what, what happened? So for some context, my manager was pretty heavily tatted up. He had like sleeve tattoos all over. He just had tattoos all over him, uh, except for like he didn't have any on like his neck or face or anything. But he just had like a lot of like arm tattoos. And I think he had some on his legs. So. He then proceeded to tell me that this particular guy that he was so tickled by, uh, this guy came in and I guess he just wasn't, he was a bit of a sloppy looking guy. And he asks, hey, do, are you all hiring? Do you have a job application? And he said, sure. And typically people, they take a job application, they fill it out at home and they bring it back. And this guy says, oh, cool. You have a job application. Awesome. I'm going to fill it out right now. So he sits there at the counter next to the TV that has the Xbox running on it that we typically have music or something playing. And he didn't have, I don't even think he had a pen. I think he had a pencil. So he filled it out in pencil. And his job allocation was not good, is what I'm saying. But the main thing that stuck out was, if there's anybody here, if I can impart any wisdom here, if there's anybody younger listening, don't do this, right? If you're, first of all, you don't really do physical job applications anymore because you kind of just do everything online. Secondly, you don't insult the person who could potentially be giving you a job. Just don't do this. Even if it's at a game store, just don't do this, right? Now that I have that out of the way, essentially, in the middle of filling out this job application, he's like making jokes. He's like making comments and all this stuff. And then he says something to like my manager. He's like, oh, hey, you, you got all those tattoos. Where do you get them worked on? And my manager said, oh, yeah, I got this one done here, this one done here, this one done here. And this guy's like, oh, man, that, that all looks like crap. You know, I do tattoos as well, too. And I did all this by myself. So then this guy proceeded to stop filling out the application. He put his pencil down. He then lifted up his shirt in the middle of the game store here. Like he stepped back from the counter, lifted up his shirt and proceeded to show my manager, uh, his like chest tattoos that he was so like proud of that he did himself. And my manager said that his reaction was kind of like, Oh, okay, that that's good. But in reality, my manager said that the work was not good and it was all like squiggly and just not good quality. And this guy then put his shirt down. He was like so proud of himself. He's like, yeah, you know, that's a, if you ever need me to work on you, yeah, just let me know. But yeah, I do all my tattoos by myself. Uh, needless to say, that man did, did, he did not get the job. He, um, his application got laughed at. It didn't even get, it got thrown away eventually, but it got laughed at. Uh, not necessarily because of the application, mostly because of him. <laughs> so for the last thing here, uh, the very last thing, I like to cover uh, what games I've been playing here. So uh, I've talked about it a little bit, but uh, the games I'm currently playing, uh, I'm still doing my Ring Fit Adventure. I'm doing my Ring Fit Adventure Monday through Friday, you know, as loyally as I can. That is helping me stay in shape, keep my normal BMI. Uh, like I said, I've been, uh, doing some other workout games with the girlfriend. So there was a yoga type game that we end up trying out on the switch, which is like basic, but it, it, it works pretty well. Uh, it ends up kind of like tracking your movements and gives you ratings, which she was really annoyed by because it kept saying she needed to do better. Uh, we also end up playing, like I said, like, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo Olympics 2020. That was a lot better than I expected. I'm going to be super honest. That was better than I expected. Uh, some friends and I, you know, we're playing. Uh, one of my friends and I, we're doing a co-op with uh, Saints Row 4. We're playing it on the Switch. Uh, that is what we're gaming up on because it's accessible for us there. Uh, we've also been playing some Mario Party. So with our group game night that we do, we still do some uh, Mario Party superstars. That's it. 
Uh, we also got to play Mario Party 3 recently, thanks to Nintendo Switch Online, so that was fun. Uh, the game itself is not bad, but the issues we were running into were connection issues because of just the Switch's quality and also Nintendo Switch Online not really being the best for that internet connectivity there. Uh, and also, we were not as good at several of the minigames. And it wasn't because of a skill issue, it was a controller issue. Uh, a lot of those games, especially on Mario Party 3, are not tailored for a Joy-Con or even a Pro Controller. You really do need an N64 controller, which you can buy now. Uh, if you have an NSO, like, expansion pack membership, and if they're in stock, which I'm still thinking about, I, I might get at one point um, as I'm playing a little more. Uh, plus, those seem to be pretty good controllers, but uh, overall, yeah, uh, Mario Party 3 specifically, I can say, uh, you might have a little bit of a harder time with if you are not using a Nintendo 64 controller, just because you're not using a Nintendo 64 controller. Uh, as for other games, I end up finishing up coffee talk again because i want to go back and replay it and i still absolutely love that game uh i did finish this the only game i've finished you know so far in december but i kind of just need something quick uh football game it's literally just called football game it is kind of a not a choose your own adventure but kind of one of those um click like click style adventures where like i don't know what exactly it is but it's kind of like uh secret of monkey island like those kinds of games where you have to like click around and see what's going on and go from place to place it's very quick you can finish it within an hour or so and it's more psychological uh i actually looked at my save the last time i finished it was in 2019 and uh it is a little confusing to the point where like i needed a guide to do so but I remember when I played it, I think I played through it two or three times because the first time I played it, I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what just happened? And then I went back immediately and I played it again and I was able to make it be a little more cohesive, uh, but it's definitely more of a psychological game, um, basic enough there, but psychological game kind of makes you feel a little bit, uh, makes you think, makes you kind of question what's going on in the game. And then I think I, back then I probably finished it another time just because I want to see how fast I could finish it there. Uh, so interesting game for sure. Um, it's from Radalika Games. I believe they are the ones who published it. And I like a lot of the games that they publish, um, for whatever reason, I enjoy them. But yeah, I still have to actually play Coffee Talk Part 2, or Episode 2. Uh, I just need to get a little bit of time for that, and uh, that's just been kind of a personal thing. Uh, nothing really all too bad, but I've just been really busy kind of wrapping up a lot of things that I needed to in my personal life. Uh, and it's been, that's been a little hectic this year. I'm hoping to take it a little bit easier next year. Uh, this year I was actually supposed to take things a little easier, but, uh, life is funny that way. So I kind of had to go into overdrive, but, uh, it looks like I'm, I'm going to get a little bit of a break from it next year. So I think we'll be okay there. But either way, those are the games that I've been playing in, uh, in regards to that. So it looks like we're pretty much at the end of the episode here at almost an hour. So I think it's a good time to wrap it up. And this is going to be the last episode of the year. I will not be talking to you all until next year. So I hope you all uh, have a great holiday, whatever holidays you all are celebrating, whether it is or celebrated at this point, whether it was Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it was. Uh, if you didn't celebrate anything, you know, I hope you just had a good time relaxing, staying warm, whatever it was, staying safe. And everyone's going to be celebrating New Year in some way because, I mean, we all have to abide by these calendars. So if you've made it to the end here, I really hope you all have a really awesome New Year. And, and I hope it goes well for you. Uh, stay safe going into the new year, but I hope 2024 brings some good stuff. I, I'd like to impart something as well, too, when it comes to New Year's resolutions that was told to me before. Uh, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, try to avoid something that is like, I want to eat better. I want to be healthier. I want to work out more. Because at that point, it's kind of, it's a little too open-ended. It's like, okay, well, what does eating better mean? What does eating healthier mean? What does um, working out more mean? Have something measurable and attainable. Something like, you know, twist those ones a little bit. Uh, instead of saying, I want to work out more, say, I want to go to the gym five days a week. Uh, I want to eat healthier, say, you know, I'm going to cut out red meat, for example, or I'm going to be calorie counting and I want to limit my calories to this regard here. Uh, make it something 
attainable or I just want to be healthier, say this is my weight right now, I want to hit this goal weight by this date. And that's what I can recommend to you all. Uh, I'll tell you my New Year's resolutions I remember I had in 2021. I kept them very basic. Uh, It was uh, don't get COVID and don't die. And I can tell you this as someone who did not get COVID in 2021 and is still here. uh, I was able to hit both those resolutions, thankfully. So they were also definitely attainable, but they were also measurable because it's like, well, you're either dead or you're not. And you either have COVID or you don't. And I, I had those those very baseline resolutions because 2020, you know, it was it was rough on everyone. But I was kind of thinking, you know, I'm not trying to do anything like really off the wall right here. Let's just do something easy and attainable and measurable. And that's what I can impart to you all. So how about that, right? Let's say for our keyword that we're going to use. And if you use this keyword in a comment on the video upload, I'll know that you've made it to the end of this episode here. Uh, Let's use attainable. How about that? Uh, Are you trying to do something attainable? Do you think New Year's resolutions should be attainable or should be impossible? Uh, What is your thought on that? If you use the word attainable on your comment on the video upload here, I'll know that you've made it to the end of this episode. Anyways, that is about it for this episode of Mario's Minute. It's been fun hanging out with you all, talking, and uh, hopefully there's going to be more of you all coming back here for the next episode in January 2024. Who's going to be the guest? I have no idea, but that's going to be a 2024 issue. (laughs) Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, a like would absolutely be appreciated. If you didn't like it, a dislike is fine as well, too. But as I always say, again, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching. Until next time, or I guess this time around, until next year.